welcome to this little podcast where we come together as little warrior princesses to light our souls, ignite our passions, pathway and purpose, and love ourselves, our family, and the world. I'm so excited to announce that with me here today is Mickey James, former six-time WWE champion, nine times televised champion, the first woman to receive the Jim Thorpe Award. Mickey James is in the Native American Music Award Hall of Fame. She has received a couple singer-songwriter awards. She does charity work. She is the GA TV co-host and co-owner. I mean, seriously, when we talk about women who do it all, she is it. She does it all. And even more importantly, she is a wonderful wife and she is a magnificent mother to the sweetest little boy. Mickey is just amazing and I'm so excited to hear what she has to share with us today. Welcome, Mickey. We're so happy to have you here. Melinda, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. You're so sweet. All those kind things you say. Magnificent mother, right? Those is like the real life stuff is like, I'm like, oh, I just want to be good enough. <laughs> oh, you can tell you just light up when you talk about your son. And I love it so much. He's just so lucky to have yeah. you as a mother. That's is there anything else that I'm I was missing? Enough. Um, I don't know. I mean, I always, you know, just in our conversations, you know, I'm always hustling and I'm always working on different things and projects and some I can talk about some I can't but um, God, there's so much I just came back from the Royal Rumble. It was my first time on television in 2021 and my first time since like pretty much my championship match against Asuka and then like the fallout match with Zelina. So that was you know, for me, I was super, super excited, but it was an immense amount of pressure. I felt like I was putting on myself too. And then, so that yeah. was great. I'm home from that. We just bought a brand new house outside of Nashville. Awesome. Um, so we've been moving and renovating and all that stuff to this like little farm. I'm so, little mini farm. I'm super stoked about that. And life girl, life. That's it's awesome. Been it's made. <laughs> yeah. And that's so great that you get to move out to a little farm with your family and just really um, yeah. enjoy that space. I love it. I'm so excited because it's like just outside the city. So for me, it's like 30 minutes to the city, 30 minutes to the airport, which I can get there. Those are the places I need to get, like if I need to get, but I don't need to be too close. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what we've done here. So if you hear chickens in the background, that's why, <laughs> because we just love, love that scene, you know, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I told if I want chickens too. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> we need some chickens by the, I was like, we can put it by the horses. It'll be, they'll be all right over there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so fun. Yeah. You know, that brings me to some, one of my, one of my favorite songs for you. So I have a couple of favorite songs that you do. Um, but one of them is hardcore country. And because yes. I grew up on a cow ranch, you know, and I just think it's really fun. And I feel like I relate it to it, fun. you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think a lot of us relate to it because I grew up on a horse farm too, you know? So it's like, but there was something empowerful. I'm still a female and I, I can still kick butt and be a female at the same time. You know what I mean? And exactly. we almost had to be tougher, tougher than the guys anyway. Exactly. Guys. <laughs> so, but one, one of my favorite songs is with the love of a child because it's just so beautiful and it just touches my heart. Um, and touches my soul. And I just wanted, oh. you know, it's just a beautiful song. You just have a beautiful voice. And I know that that song brings light to the world and power to all of us women. And a lot of everything you do brings power to women. What I want to know is what is one process or instrument that you would share with us 
that you use to bring light into your world and the world of others? Oh, wow. I think that's a tough one because, you know, I'd say, oh, my creativity is where I really release myself, I think, the most in like my writing. Because most of the time when I'm writing, I'm writing from a personal space or a personal experience or, you know, my, my perception of that experience, or even perhaps it was something that happened to someone close to me and then it's affected me in some way. So I'm very much emotionally led, like when it comes to my stories in the ring, I always say like, it's not the moves that sell, it's the emotion that sells. That's what people remember. You People won't remember a fireworks show, but they'll remember how they, it made them feel. You know what I mean? Like they won't for, remember which things went off and that whole thing a year from now, but they will remember how amazing it was and how it made them feel or that moment made them feel, you know? So I'm a very, um, like, I just feel like for me, like when I would create stories and matches in the ring, it was all like about the story. How can I make them feel a certain way? And what is the feeling that I'm trying to get out of them? And, and, and the magic and the art of painting that picture to grasp that emotion. And so even with my songs, when I write my songs and stuff, it's, it's just mostly, it's really my, like, it's just, I'm just, my best ones are when I'm just speaking from my heart. Like I got some fun dudes, like you say, hardcore country and stuff. Yeah. And I, there is some real truths in there and it's fun but it's more in a lighthearted way but to really write an emotional song like with the love of a child because that was written for child help and to really with roosevelt and about the five too many campaign about the five kids who die every day from child abuse and and, and about you know just child abuse uh you know which is a huge you know pandemic it's awful it's it's, it's a travesty that's still happening so yeah. often here in america all over the world and and so i just I just think that it just was a way for me to tell that story, but in a way that is not sad because it's like sad. Almost people, when you get into that sad space, like people want to kind of deflect it a little bit. Like they don't want, we don't want to feel sad. You know what I mean? So it's like, how can, and the way I could tell that story is as like, just being as a mom, I'm like, when I sat back and I looked and I was like, everything seemed possible. Like, I think we, we become our worst like critics and like our self doubt and the things that we say that we're not capable of, but a lot of those truths were only told to us by somebody else. Yeah. We never believed those when we first started on this, like we first started on this journey and we were little babies. We were capable. We thought the world, we were capable of anything and everything that we ever wanted to do. It was only when it was tainted by someone telling you that it wasn't possible for you. You weren't meant for that. You weren't good at that. It's other people's opinions that have filtered in that made your beliefs in it. And unfortunately for different people, some of those have been really great. And some of them have been really, really bad. And it's really overcoming those kind of things. I remember when I first had Donovan, I'm just like really rambling about the answer to this question. You're great because children come, they come so innocent. It's, they're so innocent and they're so, and it was for the first time I was able to look at life all over again with zero expectation, zero, just to appreciate it, to appreciate like him seeing a butterfly for the first time, him laughing for the first time, him like these, all these experiences that are so magnificent and that are so we just got to be more grateful for because he's just like looking at the world for the first time with eyes wide open and with 
all the possibilities of anything and everything that he wants to do and be. And I want that to, to remain for him. And I'm like, God, if we could all just go back and look at our lives, like at look at our dreams and, and, and these things that we want with the same eyes as like with the love of a child when we did that. And it's like, if I could go back yeah. and tell that little girl, never let up. Never. And I would tell myself these things, but we all have those moments of self-doubt. But like, if I could tell that little girl, you are going to be so amazing because you are amazing and you can, are capable and you can do anything you want. So don't ever let anyone's idea of you filter in because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And you show that 100% in everything that you do. I just am, I'm just amazed at everything that you yeah. do to just show women that it's like, yeah, we can do this. Well, it's a, str- it's a struggle. You have to be like, especially, you know, when you've reached a certain level of success, then you have to be on or feel like this immense amount of pressure yeah. to be on all the time. But at the end of the day, we're still human. We still yeah. struggle. We still deal with family problems, marital problems, sick kids, sick, all these real life issues, home problems, all these things that really affect us and then work problems and you know, politics yeah. and all these other things that still affect us. And, but you still can't allow that to be noticed or perceived on the outside world. So you, cause you can only allow people cause you don't want to let up that strong persona. And that's really hard because you really have to cherry pick the people that you allow in that circle to be right. exposed to and be completely open and vulnerable to vulnerable, exactly. I guess is the word I would use. And when you think about those moments, Mickey, where it's just like, it's tough, right? Um, what is there a moment that comes to mind where you're like, yeah, this is where I was. I felt hope, hopeless. I felt down in, in that kind of thing. Like you weren't really sure how to keep going with what you're doing. Um, yeah, God, I've had a couple of those moments, you know, I've, I've had a couple of those moments in my life. I think there's been a few, there's been a few, I mean, a one career wise that I could say was I was in OVW wrestling and I was under a developmental deal. I was under a developmental contract and I was there and I'd been there for like two years at that point. And I was, I had debuted on television and they pulled it off television. I was supposed to debut a couple of times. The diva stuff had just started. So the diva, so then that was complete opposite, the parallel, like complete opposite of everything that I had done and worked for to get there. And they were all going on television and then I was still sitting back there and I was just, I was tired. We were, we were training five days a week. I was away from my family for the first time in Louisville. I'd been away from them for two years and only went home for like the holidays and stuff. It was amazing. I always say some of my biggest growth happened in Louisville. I love Louisville. I love OVW. I love my brothers and my sisters and my family that I cultivated and I have some of the greatest memories there. But at one point I was like, you know, I've dead at that point, I think I'd been wrestling seven, eight years. And I'm like, I've dedicated my whole life to this. And I, and I don't even have all my eggs are in this basket. I don't even have like an egg over here or egg over here, just in case. Like, um, I, I was like, I just don't want to do. And I was about to quit. And I told my mentor, my trainer had a talent at the time, Tommy dreamer. I was like, I think I want to ask for my releases. I clear to me, like I'm training a lot of these girls, how to grab a headlock, how to wrestle. And they're all going on TV and I'm still here. I'm not a trainer. I don't want to be a trainer. I didn't sign up. Be, I want to be a star. I'm a star. I want to right. be a star. I was like, I just, I, maybe I just need to go home. Maybe I just can't, I got to quit or whatever. I was like, I don't, I don't think I should be here anymore. I don't think this, I don't think you guys want me. And he's the one who said to me, he's like, Mickey, 
I'm not going to let you, I'm not, and he used colorful words, you know, but I'm not going to let you, <laughs> like, I'm going to pretend like this conversation is not happening. And I want you to go home like, to your apartment. I want you to go pack your stuff. And I want you to go home and see your mom and see your family. Take, go early and take a break. He's like, you're right. And it does suck. It sucks that he goes, but you are smart enough and you've been in the business long enough. You know how the business works. And this is going to all come back around. Ta cream always rises to the crop. It always will. It always has. And when you get your moment, just know that you're going to shine brighter than anybody else because you're so damn good. Wow. And that's what you deserve. And I was just mm -hmm. like, but in my heart, and I'm so grateful I went to him instead of someone yeah. else. But I went to him because I could trust him, but, and I love him. And, and for me, that moment on, like I've always adored Tommy, but that from that moment till throughout my career, he will always be one of my favorite people because he truly, truly believed in me, even when I didn't. And sometimes it takes that because I'd stop believing in myself because you're not what we're looking for right now. I, I mean, I tried out, I must've tried out a hundred times and got told no every time, not interested, not what we're looking for before I finally got the opportunity or finally got the position. And then not that I wasn't doing, and here's the, the ironic thing is like, even though I was doing really cool things and other promotions and other things, it wasn't where I wanted to be. It wasn't the end goal. That's the end goal, you know, to be there, to be the right. one to do that. So if they still say, think I'm not good enough, then I'm not good enough. Even though I was probably the best female, mm. like on the, without being there at the time. It's so, it's just like that weird game. And it's like, you're just constantly, constantly seeking approval and the validation and you have to get to, which for me, it's, I mean, now I've been doing it 20 years. It's like, I don't yeah. look for that validation from other people because I've, I got the strength and the power. I took it back and go like, no, I know who I am. I know what I'm capable of. I know my worth. I know, I know all of these things. I can't force you to believe it if you don't believe it, but I know it. And I, I'm going to continue to believe it with or without you. And you showed your power from right in that moment when you're like, I'm going to go to my mentor because I know that's my next step instead of just quitting and just, you were no, like, but I went with going, the of quitting. Yeah. So, yeah, but I that just quitting. going to him, like showed like that there was an ounce of you that was like, I really don't want to quit yet. Yeah. You know, I, never just showed. To quit. I was never yeah. a quitter, but it was just like, I felt like it was so, I was so, and you know, these are also like our ego too. Sometimes our yeah. ego jumps in and plays with this thing, but it, it is a truth and a healthy ego. I believe that you need a bit, especially in the entertainment industry and what we do, you have to have, there's a balance of like, you know, the good and the bad of it, but there is a such thing as a healthy ego where there has to be enough of that where you know, and you're not willing to sacrifice your own value or your own self-worth or your own, you know what I mean? And, and that's yeah. a line of like constantly that you're pulling at, you know, be between your desires. Yeah, that level of self-love that just gets that just keeps you going so that you it's can work. then serve others. It's you work know? and it's hard not to, especially with today's society, you know, with everything on social media and anyone being able to say anything and throw yell their opinion at you <laughs> behind a keyboard. It's like I think, you know, mental health and, and self-love is a challenge more than it's ever been before because oh, yeah. You know, you think about this and I go, a lot of these people either applaud me to my face and tell me and how great I am, but then behind my back are, are often, or where I can't see them because they're just an avatar, right. are quick to say these negative, ugly things about me. And it's like, 
that's super sad. And if I was a weaker person, it would make me sad. You know, it would really break me down. And it can, if it's really ugly or really hits home, sometimes it, it, it can hurt you a little bit, but you go like, I'm really sad for them because they're yeah. so unhappy in their own lives that they feel the need to devalue my success and my, my life mm -hmm. because it's, they're trying to compare my life to theirs in some sort of, and we're not the same. Right. And like, that's really a beautiful thing that we're not the same. It's a beautiful thing that we all don't want the same things and that we have different dreams. And I don't want to be like them as much as hopefully they don't want to be like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like everyone's quick to judge when there's like zero attachment to it. And I love that, how you, how you talk about this, because it's so important for self-love for us to understand that it's just hurt people, hurt people. You know, I have a mentor as well, Kirk Duncan. He taught me that, that, you know, it just hurt people, hurt people. But yeah. another thing we can realize and like what you're doing with the world is healing people, heal people. Mm -hmm. It can work the other way. And it, like you said, when you watch that stuff on social media, you're just sad for them because you know that they could have such a better life if they chose to put their energy in a different way. Is there anything else that you would attest to that breakthrough, like coming through that moment with your mentor, Tommy? Well, I went home like he told me to, and, and I did, and I came back and I, I actually, it was pretty, uh, I think it was a, it was a shift. It was a massive shift that happened with me for me. And I'm very grateful for Tommy for this. And it, I didn't even see it coming out of that. I did go home and I was home for like three weeks and it was over the holidays. So I just kind of got an extra week on the cushion of it, or maybe two. My mom even validated everything that Tommy said. And she's like, babe, if you want to go back to school, go back to school, do something, but don't quit. She right. goes, don't you've, you've come too far. And I don't even know wrestling, but I know that I know that you're better. You're so good. And I know what you're capable of. Please don't like, I miss you and I love you, but, and I know it's hard because it's like 13 hours away from home. I mean, it's a car drive. I could have, you know, yeah. what I mean? but it's a lot, it's a long car drive, but yeah. it was just like, yeah. And I came back out of that. I think that's when I actually sat down to write the Mickey James character after coming back from that, I sat down and that's where the inspiration and the Mickey James character that I ended up debuting on television with came from that whole wow. experience. And then I used that, like, that's where I'd like really, and I wrote in my original pitch for that character, I think I wrote like 18 weeks of TV of like to wow. lead through. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't use all of it, but we used a lot of it, which was really, really cool. Cause then it goes like, it just validated not only am I good in the ring as far as my ability in the ring, but my creativity of the art of, which is something that I'm super passionate about writing. Cause I took creative writing and novel and all these stuff in school and art and pottery and like artists. Like I'm just, I love that. I just love, I'm not a math person. I'm not super scientist-y unless it was ecology. I loved that. Anatomy was annoying, but like, you know what I mean? I'm just not that, that's not how my brain functions. So um, it was just, really inspired me on the creative side as far as storylines and how to properly write the storylines and the promos and like the behind the scenes stuff of cultivating and creating the arts to make this character mean something, you know? So it's, it just really kind of opened, like not more than, it made me almost feel like, you know what? I am capable of so much more than just a wrestler, you know, which had been my whole thing of, I just want to be women's champ. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be the best not just a, the best female wrestler. I just want to be one of the best wrestlers, you know, which had, was a different bar for me. And then 
it just opened up a different avenue of go like, actually, I'm more than a wrestler. Yeah. I'm so much more <laughs> than an awesome wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And it just brings back full circle what you talked about, you know, having your mom there, having your circle of your people there that you know will support you in all you do. That was, that's just a key component into that success, I think. It's just making yeah. sure the people you involve yourself around believe in you as well. As, as right. well as you believing in yourself. 100%. And you have to very, like be very careful. I think that's the art of like as a um, grown up more or grown up or whatever you want to call it is cultivating that. Like I used to be so, because I was, I'm such a feeler and I'm such a lover and a nurturer and I just want to love everybody. So I would invite yeah. everybody in my circle. You're <laughs> all in here. You're all welcome, which in reality, everybody is welcome in here. But in this circle right here where my, I can still touch, like I've made that circle a lot smaller because you have to make sure that the people are, that are in that circle are only people who are going to be authentic with you and be honest with you and you're good, you're bad and you're ugly, that they are going to love you and lift you up and that they're never going to try to bring you down. And they only want to see you shine. And that, and because I find there's this, my friend Mel, she says this, she goes, people want to see you successful. They just don't want to see you more than successful than them. <laughs> and I'm like, well, those people don't belong in this circle, right? Because mm -hmm. I, my friends, I want to see them as successful, more successful. I want to lift all my friends up because I'll tell you what, as you lift your friends up, that makes you reach a little higher and it brings you up. You automatically level up with them. You know, it's like an automatic thing. So that's beautiful. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. And when we all get that concept, how beautiful the world could be. Right. And we're not like trying to pull each other down, but we're trying down to and like, yeah, mm -hmm. like discredit people or devalue people <laughs> for what and for what end just because in that moment, it makes you feel a little bit better, but it probably two hours later doesn't feel so hot. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yep. It catches up yeah. um, with that. What is one thing that you're super excited about right now that you're doing? Oh gosh. Um, I'm so excited about this new house. Yeah. That's the most <laughs> like honestly, like I got tons of stuff, you know, God TV and and the rumble and and wrestling and other projects that I'm working on. But this new house has been like all the renovations that we've had to do and really cultivating it. Cause I think for the first time, it's the first house that Nick and I have finally sat, picked and bought together as a husband oh. and wife, as a family with our son, our son pretty much picked the house, like deep. That's down, awesome. To be honest. Like we, we found it by a whim. It was a little further out than we were looking. And we finally sold as most, some people know, some people don't, we finally sold my old house because we had been renting it out while we were like, just kind of exploring where we wanted to put our roots at. We lived in Florida for a little bit. We came back to Virginia and I love Virginia, but he had to be here in Nashville for business, but I've always wanted to be here anyway. And it was just like a perfect, and I was like, okay, let's do Nashville then. Cause I, yeah. let's do Nashville. Yeah. So we've been here, but my sister was also very ill. My sister, Susan, who passed away. So a little over a year ago, I was also staying at home because I knew it was in her final months. So I was Virginia, Nashville work, Virginia, Nashville work, like all over the place. And just trying to balance it all because I, I knew I only had a couple months left. So I wanted to make them count. So I kind of like chose to stay back and kind of take care of her while I was doing everything, you know, and yeah. uh, that was really, I, I mean, it was exhausting, but it was, I would never change it because I was like, I can't change, you know, I couldn't, yeah. I wasn't going to get that ever again. 
so then, so here we are and we have this, like we had the townhouse here and everything kind of in storage. And we're feeling like, I was like, just feeling like very much like a little nomad, which I'm okay with as, but I just like, I got to go, I'm like, okay, we have got to pick a house because everything is selling so quickly here. Like we'd go look at a house and it would be gone before we could even put an offer on it. Like, it's just yeah. crazy. So our real estate agent, Brenda Curse, she found this house. She goes, I know it's a little, it's a little outside the circle that you guys were looking, but I think you're going to really love it. And I was out of town at work actually at the time on the road. I was commentating, I believe for main event um, at the time, which was a different hat that I'd never worn before, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I really love it. Let's go take a look at it. And I literally flew back in town and I'm like one eye open, so tired. She's like, you guys, if you want to see this house or if you're interested in this house, they're taking all the final offers today. And I'm like, oh, wow. Send it to us. Oh God. But that's how quickly everything was flipping. We went out, wow. looked at the house for the first, we took Donovan with us and because we hadn't taken him to any of the other kind of houses that we were, some were really great and some were, you know, mm-hmm. he was just like, heaven like (laughs) in the backyard the fields are already done I just got to build a barn but like it's big it's open it's so much room and I just can feel like I'm like this feels like like this feels like it could be like this could be our home I could totally see myself living here for a very long time wow and just setting down those roots for your son while you guys are doing everything you know just feel secure there's already a little garden out there with the little raised beds you know Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be so self-sufficient. I can't wait. <laughs> you, that's the one thing about, I'm like, I, maybe because I'm a Virgo or it's just my nature or because we live so much like in the cities and in the bright lights of like, always when I came home, I always decompress and set back. And I love the country. I love the quiet. I love the crickets. I love the birds. I love the stars. Like it's all that. Like, I don't want to be around a bunch of people. Cause it's like, I've just been so much energy for so long. I'm exhausted. I'm yeah. Every level exhausted, mentally, spiritually, yeah. emotionally exhausted. I just need me. Some place to so, ground and just yeah, like set exactly. it down. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, but yeah, all the space I'm super excited about. It's just going to be super, yeah, amazing. amazing. That's awesome. I'm so excited for you for that. And yeah. yeah, so much fun to like just settle down and have that, just that spot that you can call home with your family. Sure. And for like, my son to home. really shine and grow and just really yeah. just, and be a boy you know yeah Yeah. I love it well just a few more quick questions um just we call it the lightning round just a few little things but what is something that you believe that was holding you back from sharing your light in the past fear fear yeah that's a huge one yeah yeah fear of many things you know judgment all these things but fear is always fear and doubt or like that's the, like the devil right there. Right. Exactly. So even for Mickey James and you've done all of these things and it's still for you fear, just like all of us, you know, just like, wow. Okay. If I could just overcome that, you know, yeah. let my light shine through that fear. What is your favorite scripture or quote and why? Oh gosh. Wow. That's a tough one. I don't really even know because there's so many and I sit down and I listen to all these motivational things. And I have to say, it's just like that, just that universal truth of like, I find that I gravitate to of not really listening to everyone. You truly speak your own truth and everything that you say is what it is. You know what I mean? You have the power. Your words are so, so powerful and we don't even realize. And then you put emotion behind it and then it like 10 X them. You know what I mean? Wow. So when you mm-hmm. say, 
I am whatever you think you are and you're saying it in a negative space, that is becomes your truth just as much as the you have to choose your words very carefully, I think, to create Absolutely. and cultivate your reality. And I, and I think there's a, a huge, especially when you have the energy behind it. And it's, you have to, like, that's the art of like how I've been really trying to sit back and not always emotionally, because that for women, I think, especially we lead with our heart. Yeah. So much. And like, so we always come, our first instinct is to come from our heart and to speak that quick. It's come so quick, especially if you're fiery, if you got a little yeah. short temper or something, it'll come so quick and you meant it, but you didn't mean it like that, or you didn't mean to say it, or you just should have kept it on the inside and maybe delicately said it a different, little different. It's just that you speak your own truth. So when yeah. you say, I'm not worthy of this, it, it becomes your truth. You, you start to feel that you're not worthy of that. And yeah. then your cards start to fall to present you the reality that you're speaking. So just be careful with your words and really speak it and only speak good things about yourself. Only talk good about yourself because you are and are can be everything that you want to be. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like things were put in our heart and our minds without them. And that's why I said that self-doubt of it was only when somebody else told you you weren't worthy that you thought yeah. that you weren't worthy. Yeah. And that's so powerful because as women, when we're, when we speak poorly of ourselves and then those walls go up and then the darkness comes up and we can't spread that light that we want to, you know, we want to serve people. We want to love people. It's in our nature to do that. And so to be able to do that, we have to start with us. Like yeah. we have to clear that stuff out. Yeah. Well, they always say love yourself first. And it's a really hard because you feel yeah. like it's a very selfish thing to do. You're like, Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. You love myself? Of course I love myself, but do you, because you're being not very kind to yourself and you wouldn't be this un you wouldn't be this unkind to someone else if you love them. So right. why are you being that unkind to yourself? You know, exactly. Exactly. We're all guilty of it, myself included. So yeah. no blame. Oh, Just absolutely. <laughs> but we have to keep it cleaned up, right? Yeah. Just like everything else. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so imagine just go ahead and close your eyes for a minute and imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world a world of Zion, which is where people live with one heart, one mind. We all get to dwell in righteousness and there's no poor among us. And just that feeling that and go ahead and open your eyes. And what do you feel the world needed for that to happen? And how will you continue to contribute to building that Zion community today? I think that the, I think that we just kind of need to be more open. Yeah. Or more, less selfish and more open, more open-minded, more open-hearted, more accepting, less judgy, less, all of these negative things of that duality of all those things that make us not feel not good enough about ourselves, that make us feel the, the need to judge or other people, you know, and all these like boundaries. I, I really felt that too. I'm like, mm, that would be so amazing. <laughs> we all pray and hope for that space, right? The thing is, it's like, it's hard because I, we all struggle with the duality every day. I think we all yeah. of the good versus evil is the, the test of time, the age old test of time of like good versus evil, evil in the Bible or however, every story that's ever to told every movie that's made, there's bad and good, but that is really the struggle within ourselves on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think that a lot of these battles, when we talk about it, it's like all within, it's a lot within, you know what I mean? Of yeah. heaven and hell, it exists within us. 
when we have our bad days, good days, when we do stuff that we regret or we feel guilty over and remorseful over us do and say things versus the things that really make us feel amazing. And the, the hope is that we all want to embrace this part a lot more than we want to embrace this part. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's a choice, just like mm -hmm. you're saying, and we can do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that's powerful. Thank you so much, Mickey, for joining us today. But before we go, will you please share with us one last piece of advice that you have for all of us little warriors today? Oh, um, I mean, I just think you got to keep striving and keep thriving and everything that you believe that you can and want to be is, is meant for you. It's meant to be. So yeah, go for absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. Yeah. And you've shared with us ways to be a light in the world and being a light in this world today takes courage here on this podcast. We help one another to find that courage, the courage to be a light while enjoying our relationships, our wins, our successes, and even our failures. We help one another find that courage to hope, pray, forgive, and connect again. Thank you, Mickey, so much. Thanks, Melinda. Thanks.